Welcome to The Walking OG, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the popular long-running series The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 5, entitled Now. Now. Now what? So, that's what I want to know. Now. They got really high ratings, but... Why? I don't know why. I don't either. I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good episode. I thought it had some pretty interesting information in it. it had some new zombies, some sewer zombies. We did get to see some, some sewage zombies. I don't know if we've seen sewage zombies before. We've seen burning zombies. and you got some leftover I killed you last week zombies. Yeah, those are always interesting. Mm-hmm. Got, some, to, got to see some I just committed suicide upstairs zombies. There's those. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, and we got to see Deanna doing her version of zombie. <laughs> Deanna was maybe the scariest. Is it Deanna or Deanna? I, I've called her Deanna this whole time. Pretty okay. sure it's Deanna. We'll call her Deanna. Um, but the one zombie we didn't see, or the two zombies we didn't see, were we didn't see Glenn. Didn't see the Glenn zombie. And we didn't see Nicholas. Nicholas Zombie. Who Now, which one was Nicholas? Nicholas was the one who was laying on top of Glenn, who shot himself in the head. Oh, yeah. Well, you won't see him. No, we won't see Nicholas. As no, because well, he's dispatched. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah, he's gone. But Forever. I was afraid they would do this. I was afraid they were going to drag this Glenn thing on week after week after week. And um, I don't know how I'm going to feel at the end of it. I think they're going to have to commit... Now, to make us happy in an unhappy way to Glenn being gone. What do you think? Hmm. Well, she's up there erasing Glenn's name from the memorial, memorial board. So, yeah, the memorial sheet metal. So, I don't know. I don't think. I think they're going to figure out a way that it was, you know, he's just having a big dream. It was just J.R. having a dream. <laughs> well, evidently. One of the, I, I can't remember who who did it, but one of the people who do the show said made a promise to the audience. I've heard uh, that you will see Glenn in some form at least before the episode's over. Before the season's over, you yeah, mean? yeah. I'm sorry. That's well, what I that's mean. no. I know it's like commit to it or don't. And yeah, don't, but see Glenn in some form. I mean, that's nothing. That's in a flashback and uh, as a zombie, as you no. know, as Glenn himself. I don't like all that. Who said that? I heard it somewhere. I can't remember where I heard it now, honestly. Hmm. But I've heard that there, there's only three more episodes, right? Uh, for all of 2015. So. Well, 2015, there's not really... It's a month and a half left. I know, but there's three episodes, and then we're done with The Walking Dead for a while. Yep, and then what's going to happen? Um, <laughs> um, we'll get to take a break on Christmas. Monday nights. Well, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, this, I think this will be during after Thanksgiving. But Christmas, Christmas yeah. and our anniversary. Anniversaries, and then New Year's. and Anniversaries. What anniversaries? There's only one anniversary. Well, there is only one of our anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was disappointed in not seeing Glenn. That's annoying to me. They need to give us some closure on Glenn. Two weeks is too much. And if they wait till the last episode, 
and then show us something. I mean, I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to be happy if we don't see Glenn running down the road with a horde of zombies following him like we did Rick this time. But it's just not going to make me trust anything that you see on here anymore. And I think we've complained about that probably enough. I certainly have. But, um... Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we got started and just jumped right into it? Nope. Okay. We start out with Deanna. She is, man, she is looking rough. I don't even know how they did that to this character. Do you remember what she looked like just at the season five when we came there? She was all polished and put together, and her and Reg were like uh, mayor and mayoress. Yeah, I mean, she, I don't know. She was never... I mean, she was well kept, but now she's just been. She Beaten had a rough down. day. Yeah. Not just a day, I wouldn't imagine, but yeah. But she's looking rough, and she's looking on at the destruction of Alexandria, and she's looking on the outside world. She's standing up on that tower. Um, she's embracing the horror. Or recoiling from it. I don't know if she's embracing it. At well, this she's point. in shock, obviously. Yeah. Um, up on top, when she's up there. Somewhere on the sheet metal, I think it said P and L number one R Monroe. Um, was that supposed to be like something like what Reg had done? I wonder. No clue. What I didn't that's see supposed it. to be. Didn't see it. I didn't know if we were supposed to make something out of that or not. Then we go to Michonne, and she is like in the background as Deanna's up there looking around, and she's telling Maggie that Glenn was supposed to send them a signal, but they never saw it. No signal from Glenn yet. And then we hear this faraway voice yell. And remember, we heard it last time as the... Open the gate, episode, open the gate. Right. And I said I thought it might be the wolf that Morgan had left down in the in the basement of that outside church storage place, that little tin gate that he was behind. I thought it might have been him, but you were right. You said it was, and I think you even said it was Rick's voice. It sounded like Rick, yeah. And that's who it was, and he's running down the road. And so we see Rick at least got away. Wouldn't he be a little further ahead, though? I mean, he's running. The zombies are stumbling. I mean, did he just, like, catch up with a group of them and get in front of them, run through them? Or is this the ones that followed him from the RV? Because if they're the ones that followed him from the RV, it's a little ridiculous. Because they're not jogging. They're they're zombieing, yeah. walking I don't know how far away that RV was. Maybe that RV is just a block and a half down the road. What does it matter? From where he it was, was coming. sprinting. He was running. Yeah, he was trying. But you could see them like, coming from the side, too. So maybe they were, Yeah. you know, Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll give them that. But I thought that, too, because they were literally at his heels yeah. when we saw them. They were on top of him. He even um, intersected with a few of them. Right. But he makes it through the gate just in the very, very nick of time. And then we go to the intro. And when we come back, the town is out, what's left of them. And um, it's a motley-looking crew standing there, isn't it? I mean, they've been through a lot, and everybody's all haggard and torn and dirty. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but, you know, Alexandria's always had, like, the manicured lawns, yeah. and now the grass is all grown up to everybody's knees. So I guess uh, something happened to the to the lawn guy, huh? Just takes a couple of days. And <laughs> you know, living in the south, huh? Doesn't a couple take of wolves long. get in, and the town goes to hell. But Rick's giving a motivational speech about Daryl, Abraham, Sasha, Glenn, and Nicholas all coming back, and Aaron speaks up and 
tells everybody because the people there are upset. But he speaks up and tells everybody that the quarry broke. Like this wasn't Rick's fault. Yeah, and he's also trying to take some ownership for how the wolves found him. The wolves found him. Right, right. He also tells the story about how he left his pack and how that was his fault because Daryl wanted to do something else and all that. So, I mean, he's he's taking ownership and stuff and he's kind of throwing a better light on, on Rick when it seemed like the town might once again be turning against him. We can't do that all the time either. It can't be a, we love Rick, we hate Rick. We love Rick, we hate Rick in the town. I think they're coming to grips with the fact that Rick is uh, a pretty important figure. Yeah, and a and a necessary figure, even though he brings kind of the dark with him when he comes. I mean, but the dark is they're living in the middle of the dark. Right, the dark was going to come anyway, and at least you've got Rick there to help them with it. Kick the dark ass. <laughs> then we see Jessie, and Jessie's dragging bodies. She goes back to that wolf female that was in her house that she had killed. Yeah, so they evidently haven't been. It hasn't been too much time since they had that that thing, like that no, day. No, right, yeah. right, yeah. So I think all of this happened from this morning, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good time frame but she's dragging bodies out and she starts digging digging graves and Rick says they don't bury killers in there and she says that they can't go outside the wall and Rick says so they just wait what what was the point of that interaction do you know I, I don't know okay I couldn't figure I that out it was silly they should just dig a mass grave and dump them in and burn them and cover it up or just burn them or something if, if they're killers I mean find some way to Get rid of the bodies for disease purposes or whatever you would assume. Then we see the town and they go to invade the pantry. Yeah, the wheels are coming off just in a few minutes. I just decided it's over and their whole way of life's over and now they're going to go get some pinto beans before the end. Well, sometimes you want some pinto beans when things look rough. Peaches. Well, and that and and particularly a little carbohydrate to. Cheer you up. And Spencer shows up, saves the day, talks him out of it, and then he takes the stuff later. Well, Olivia's standing there, and she's trying to stop everybody. Remember, Olivia's the one that Carol put in the closet with the gun. With the gun she's, yeah. she's the pantry keeper, I think. And um, I didn't see Carol in this episode, did you? I think I might have seen her in the background one time, but that's all. And maybe not. They're saving money, I'm telling you. I'm not letting all the actors in every time. I promise. But you're right, though. Spencer comes up and he kind of shames them a little bit and says, you're the one that's going to be the downfall. It doesn't have to be this way. You're going to be the one that makes the change and destroys this place and all that kind of stuff. And Deanna was listening and she's very proud of him. Then we go to commercial and we come back and we see Maggie and she's preparing her weaponry. She's getting ready to go. Yeah, she's... Glenn Rescue Mission. Yeah, she's she's sitting, like, on the side of a pond, getting this stuff together, and Aaron sees her, and he sees that they've written Glenn's name on this wall. What would make them write his name? Did we see... I didn't notice. Did we see Abraham's and Sasha's and Daryl's name? No. So why would they put Glenn and Nicholas's name up there? It must have been in the script. Was that fortuitous or something? Are they trying to tell us something with that, or... No, I don't think those people know anything 
at this point. No, but I mean like a clue. Do you think they're giving us a clue that they really are dead, whereas Daryl and Sasha and Abraham are okay? It wouldn't make much sense if they were. That didn't, that didn't make any sense at all. I just didn't understand why they put just their names up there, but not the rest. That doesn't make any sense to me. But Maggie goes into the artillery room, and Aaron's talking to her, and he's not going to let her go alone. Okay. Did you say the artillery room? Isn't that what it's called? The armory. Okay. The, there is no artillery room. Okay, what's the difference? Artillery is like a big gun that, that shoots shells. Artillery is like, like big guns... You know, cannons like guns. Really? Yeah, and gun guns are kept in the armory, not the artillery room. So even like an AK-47 is not gun- artillery? No. Not no. by definition? No. Well, you learn something to see. Small arms. An AK-47 okay. is considered a small arm. Okay, so I stand completely corrected. Maggie goes into the armory. Armory. So what's going on with Aaron and Maggie that he won't let her go out. What what kind of ownership does he feel in in her and what's going on? Because I can't figure that out. Well, maybe he just doesn't want her to put herself at risk. Yeah, but, I mean, there's other people. I'm sure Rick doesn't want Maggie to put herself at risk. And I'm sure Michonne doesn't want Maggie yeah, to put herself at risk. they're not standing in front of her. Yeah, I don't... I feel like I'm forgetting something. Like, there has to have been something back there where maybe Aaron put himself... In risk, he's he's not the one that, that was Nicholas who turned on Glenn. It wasn't Aaron. I don't know. I just can't figure out why he particularly feels. He's just a good guy. I guess. I like him. He's one of my favorite characters. I like him too. I've called him Ethan for. I know. I think we've called him Ethan for five episodes, six episodes, but his name is Aaron. We should continue to call him. We should nickname him Ethan. Ethan Aaron? Yeah, Ethan. Ethan Aaron. Uh, Aaron Ethan. I think we have to get it right at some point. Then we flash to Dina, and she's looking at her wedding ring very thoughtfully, and then with, like, gusto and, like, renewed vigor and energy, she pulls, uh, like, a blueprint of Alexandria out and starts making plans for the future, essentially right in the crops area and the place where she wants to put a meal and the place that she wants to have continuing education and all this kind of stuff. So she's getting her second wind, maybe. Uh, um, yeah, maybe she's just, that was just to signify her popping out of her slump. Or yeah. Her, her stupor or whatever. I mean, it was a, she had a rough day. She's had a rough time, I mean, because, you know, with Reg and everything else. That hasn't just been the day. But, yeah, she's been through it. But... But it it was good to see her perk up and start moving forward towards something anyway because she was really dragging before that. But she hears a noise and it's Spencer and he's drunk. Yep. And Spencer, like Dropped you said, glass, her, he, ready to pantry, got some extra crackers, little cheese whiz, yeah, bottle of get, scotch. It was it was it looked like hooch of something. It and didn't he, look like scotch. And he tries to tell her. He tries to. To give her a speech and a lecture, it just it didn't work for me. Really? Nah, that guy just—he's not a good actor, and it just didn't. I don't understand the significance of his counseling his mother. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm afraid we're gonna see more on that later on. But but he actually even blames her for Reg and and uh, Aiden because. Yeah. 
she made put them feel the whole safe, thing, right? Put the whole th- I know that's stupid. You made me. You, you made our lives wonderful for a long time, and I know. now it got bad, and it's all your fault I know. for letting us think that it was wonderful, and it really wasn't wonderful. And where my cheese was go? You kept us safe for four years, and we had no worry, and you gave us this gift of of living a peaceful life for four years while everybody else was out there scrounging and running and losing everybody they knew. And, and now, what are we going to do? Yeah. But now we have to see the real world. Wang. Yeah, that's wang. Yeah, that's wang. Yeah, particularly offensive type of BS. Well, then we go to Ron and Carl. What do you think about that interaction? Where Carl goes up to Ron and wants him to help go find Enid. Well, Ron is softening. Do you think? Yeah. I don't trust him. See. I don't either. I, I, I'm very distrustful of Ron, but he appears to be softening, and then he, him wanting to. Uh, have Rick show him how to shoot. Of course, they probably just get bullets and turn around and shoot Rick. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But the thing about it is, Ron was right. Carl, Ron was right. He should, he has no business going out there looking for somebody when the walkers are twenty deep outside the wall. No. I mean, if she's out there, she could hole up somewhere and keep herself safe. If she's got yeah, any kind of smarts, and they've shown us she has. Yeah, all the zombies are up against the wall. Right. Or most of them are traveling there from the noise that the other zombies are making. But they got into a scuffle, and Ron just says he'll tell Rick, and then somebody will go out. Yeah, but he makes a good point. Rick will go out, and he'll take other people with him to find Carl, and somebody will end up dead, and it's going to be Carl's fault. That is a good point. That's a good point for me. And really, I mean, um, if we are set not to trust him, that's not really a good reason not to trust him. No, no. Because he's making a good point and saving everybody a lot of trouble. He is making a good point, but it's like you said. I just don't trust the motivation behind what he's doing. What he did was good, but I don't trust the motivation behind it. And I'll bring it up in a little bit why I don't when we get to it. But then we go to commercial and we come back and we're in the infirmary with Dr. Denise. And she's trying to treat a guy who's got this infected wound. Sitting on the floor, reading a book, frustrated, hopeless. Right. And she just feels real inadequate. And Tara walks in and checks on her and then walks back out. So then we see Jesse walking past the house, like you mentioned earlier, and the the wrist cut zombie. uh, Comes to the window. Yeah. The woman who killed herself, right? Because of everything that was going on and she was scared. Doesn't she know that ain't how you do it in the zombie apocalypse? I mean, has she not... Do, are, you know, what's she going to do? Stab herself in the eye? You want to get a gun and blow your brains out? That's about the only thing you could do because you could really stab yourself in the head. Would you, <laughs> would you want to turn into a zombie, though? What would you do about that? I don't think she gave it any thought other than just you know, leaving her body then. Well, if the zombies are outside the wall, and I know I don't want to be that, and the wolves are inside the wall, and I don't want to face them, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of ridiculous. But Jessie kind of steps up. Yeah. She goes to the door, cracks the door, just stabs enough for her to stick her little eyeball out mm-hmm. of it, and stabs her very slowly and gently and kindly right now. The zombie didn't even back up. It was like she like threw her head forward into the knife. Yeah, well, the zombie had a history of killing itself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and remember that, um, you know, that to say Jesse, she just she had just had just got through dragging bloody wolf woman 
from her kitchen, you know, sliding on a on a on a a big you know stream of blood out to the to the burial the site. Mm-hmm. So she's getting a little you know oriented to to killing and and blood and gore and death and so I think she's she's kind of warming up to it a little bit. Well, then she turns around and she gives everybody a speech too about basically fight or die. So she's really come around. She's Winston Churchill. <laughs> never, never, never give up. It was part of a longer speech, but that was the the most remembered and most quoted part of that speech. Yeah. But then we see Aaron and Maggie, and they're going out a sewer grate. Aaron's showing her a different way to get out of the Aaron's compound. trying to help. He's Aaron's trying to help. Genuinely trying to help. And him. Maggie keeps trying to tell him, no, go back. No, no I'm going to go alone. Yeah, that, that was a little overdone. That yeah. was done too many times. Yeah. You yeah. know, either go or just leave him somewhere. And then he went, and they're in this dark-ass tunnel in the zombie apocalypse, and I don't... I don't think I'd want to be in a dark-ass tunnel in a zombie apocalypse. No, kind of caught down there. With yeah, I wouldn't. That's not something. No, no I think I'd take my chances on some other way above ground, wouldn't you? Yeah, you I don't see? think they got them surrounded. I think they're maybe just at, at one wall or, or you know, or maybe, you know, I don't think they're thick all along the entire outside wall. It wouldn't make any sense for them to do that. When you see them surrounding a building... They surround the door of a building. Or one they side where they have the sound right. coming out or the, sure. some kind of point of entry, yeah. But like way back when, the church, when Gabriel was there, they didn't surround the whole church. They'd just go to one part yeah. where they were being led. It doesn't make any sense. I think because Rick said that, but I think that it just meant that there was enough of them to surround Alexandria, 20 deep, maybe, but surely not. I'm with you. But they go to move a a uh, a ladder that's fallen down in there. And, of course, nothing goes right, and the ladder goes up and smacks Aaron in the head. Poor Aaron. He's trying to help. He I know. Hit in the head with a ladder, and then they have the eyeless... Uh, waterlogged. Nocturnal, waterlogged, rotted zombie. Good Lord. That was probably one of the scariest zombies I think they could have envisioned. And it was pretty gross, too. Yeah, of course, it was in a sewer. I mean, <laughs> it's the doo-doo zombie. It's the waterlogged doo-doo zombie. Maggie was trying to fight it off, and her hand was going through it. Did you notice that? Like, she would push it away. Oh, I know. Yeah, and then she was kind of in horror that her... She was looking like, you know, holy crap, my hand's going through this zombie. And, I know. And its head is getting closer to biting me. I know. And my, my, so I'm up to my elbow in this, this, this gooey doo-doo zombie <laughs> with well, no eyes. Amazingly, though, Aaron, well, they don't need any eyes down there. It's pitch black. Why do you need eyes? I know. That's pretty good. Aaron saves Maggie. Aaron does. But he's still got the gash in his head, and Maggie tells him to turn around because of the gash. <laughs> you know, because he's got like a little a little tiny cut. He broke a fingernail, so Maggie tells him to turn uh, around. Yeah, and they get to the door, and of course she suddenly has a realization, No, no, we can't go on. No, we can't go. Stop. Yeah, I don't understand what that was about either. That was really weird. Well, she came to her senses, and Aaron says, you know, they're standing there, and then, the, of course, the zombies you came can hear to the door. Yeah, Before they even came, though, you, you could, could hear, hear them. them. And then they got to the door, 
and I don't think I'd be trusting that door and all that on those little welds up on the top and you get enough zombies against that that little I don't think that was designed really to keep out a, a, a leaning uh, tower of zombies yeah yeah wall of zombies and I don't think I'd trust and really I mean if you're going to get killed in a zombie apocalypse wouldn't the sewer be a horrible place to I mean because you know first you're going to get bit and then you're going to be splashing around in doo-doo and then, of course, you probably one or two more doo-doo zombies are going to crawl over there and slither over there and bite you. I mean, that'd just be just a nasty. That'd be worse than getting uh, bit out in the woods from. Or like you know, in a poppy field, or yeah, or yeah, a, or a merry-go-round, field. right? Yeah, or at Chuck E. Cheese or something sure. like that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I would not choose to to confront zombies in the sewer. It just it just doesn't seem. Sanitary to be. It doesn't. You know, it's no. not very sanitary. If I get bit by a zombie, I want to be an antiseptic event. You know, I want, I want it to, you know, be, you know. So the wound doesn't fester before just you. Just a nice clean zombie bite and pulling a little tendon and bone <laughs> away. You know, maybe gut and and growling like, Argh. and and you know, it, it's in the woods or maybe you know in a. You know, sitting on a couch or something like that. I picture in a field. I want a field, and I want something nice growing in the field. Well, it would have to be the pop-up from this trap door in the field zombie to get you in a field, because you're not going to walk up in the middle of a field to well, the only zombie standing in the field and say, bite me. Maybe, you're not gonna do <laughs> maybe that. that's why I want the field. Yeah. Well, then we see Dr. Denise, and she's drawing the infection off of the guy's leg. She finally read something. Draws the infection it has immediate off. effect. Immediate effect. Yeah. His heart rate. I don't know if you know or not, but his heart rate was really high. Immedi- yeah, and it went and down. immediately as went down. As soon as, as soon she drew yeah. it, and it was like in his arm, right? Leg, or his, his leg, leg or something. Yeah. She was down in his leg. Yeah, I mean, if you're drawing something off of somebody's chest or something, it can and cause their heart rate to slow down gross. like that. I mean, I know it's a zombie movie and everything, but that was, I don't need to see But there's that. no reason to bring, like, real life no, stuff in it. No, I don't need to see oh. infection goo being pulled off by Denise the... The hapless the, doctor, the psychiatrist yeah. doctor. Yeah, but I don't. I just, you know, I don't believe it would have happened that quickly. But I think what they're trying to show us in a very non-realistic way is that things are looking up, maybe. Right. I think so the whole thing was about people uh, turning a corner in the way they they're looking and dealing with the zombie apocalypse. Right. Because you see that, and you see Dina, and that, you know right. we're going to talk about that coming up, and then you see. Um, uh, we just talked about Jess, you know, stabbing the zombie in the eye and, and encouraging everybody. And we see Spencer keeping the people from raiding the pantry so he could later. And, mm-hmm. and this whole thing, you see, uh, what's Carl's little Ron. friend, Ron? Oh, Enid you see, and Ron. You see Ron wanting to have a different kind of relationship with Carl. And so this whole thing is about, um, really, I guess the theme of the show, if there is one, was... Uh, these these Alexandria uh, regulars turning a corner in the way that they're you know dealing with survival. Right. right. Is that why you think it was called now? Like the way things are now. Yeah. These that, are people that, that now. That makes sense. Yeah. Then we see Rick and he's calling Daryl, Sasha, and Abraham on the walkie and he's getting no answer. And Ron goes up into the watchtower and tells Rick, "This is where you're talking about that." Um, about Enid and how she's out there and that what Carl wanted to do. And then he immediately kind of asks Rick if he'll Keep help him out. Yeah. Right, like he promised at the quarry. 
And Rick immediately hands him a gun and starts saying... He took the bullets out, didn't he? Did he? I thought he did, or maybe he was just checking. And did he take them out or he was just checking? I thought he checked them okay. because he said, here's your first I didn't, target I didn't practice see any to rounds. the zombie. I, I didn't hear any rounds. No, I didn't either. Because you would have heard it all over the yeah, Alexandria. That's a good point. I don't know. Then Tara is sitting on the front porch, and Dr. Denise comes over and just plants one on her. I know. I mean, that's... Uh, of course, that I don't think that was a romantic kiss. Oh, that was a romantic kiss. Was it a romantic kiss? Oh, yeah. Okay. That was a romantic okay. kiss, but it was a it was a, it was a beginning romantic kiss. Well, it was a also I think it was a thank you for for helping encouraging me, me yeah. and making me not give up and being yeah, there and walking more faith in, in me than I had myself and checking in on yeah. me and so then we come to Maggie and Aaron at the gate and all that happened that we just talked about and here we learn the news we learn the news I knew it I knew it I told you before. Two things. First, Maggie was upset that she had burned that picture. Why Why would you burn a picture? Unless you've got a Polaroid camera with lots of film, the Instamatic kind, right, that you can take out. Why would you burn a picture of somebody you love? You wouldn't. But she did, remember, well, when they in, got back together. It was in the script. It was like a romantic gesture of, you're never going to be without me again. And she burns the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, guess what? And we find out she's pregnant. Yes. And that's why she didn't go. That's what we hypothesized last time. I knew there was some reason for Maggie to stay behind when everybody else was going out on this run. But... And that's pretty sad. And she talks about the things she's got to live with, I guess, just leaving them out there. Then we go to Jesse, who's made cookies for Sam, and he ain't coming down the steps. You cannot, if you can't bribe a kid with cookies to, to come, come downstairs, down. he's not coming downstairs. What do you think's going on with him? You think he's just traumatized by everything? Uh, maybe he's got uh, a zombie tied up in his room. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe Enid's up there. Or maybe Carol's just scared to piss out of him. And he don't want to go. Everybody in scared him. But he says that things up there haven't changed, and that's why he doesn't want to come down. That's about the saddest thing I've ever heard. Hmm. It's about the most rational thing I think I've ever heard. But she tries to get him just to come halfway down the steps, like on the landing. He, right. he ain't having no. No, he's not coming. He's not. Coming. So then we see Deanna, and she's outside in the dark. She's probably she, not a very good cook, though. That's it's cookies, cool. and yeah. you see how they're talking about people being hungry, and yeah. she's made the kid cookies. Yeah, she's got to be a real, real poor cook. Yeah, I'm, I'm not picturing that. Then we see De uh, Deanna outside in the dark looking inside a house, and the zombie wolf that they haven't been able to find, one of the wolves that they killed, comes running out, and... Man, did she go crazy on that. First of all, he makes her drop her package that she's carrying back to the pantry. She's very upset. And it breaks the bottle. And so she starts stabbing him in the chest mm -hmm. again and again and again, maniacally. Well, she's just mad at this point. I don't think she's... Um, yeah. Well, stab him in the head first, then if you want to take out some aggression. And, of course, there's blood everywhere. Okay. She looks like Rick did the night he... Caught the zombie inside right before her husband was killed. Well, I'm dating myself, but I put down that. To me, she looks like Carrie. Remember oh, Carrie? yeah, yeah. It looked a lot like Carrie. 
An older Carrie, well, but Carrie nonetheless. A little older. Yeah, yeah she's not prom age, but... Um, Definitely not. But then Rick comes out, and she kills the, she killed the zombie, but then she tells Rick that she wants to live, and they need Rick, and then she She talks, didn't kill the zombie? Rick she did, came, I thought, No, Rick came up and stabbed the zombie in the head. Oh, I thought she finally no, got it in the head. No. Okay, my bad. No. But She'd she... would still be carving him up. <laughs> she, um... But she tells Rick that she wants to live, and she says they need Rick. And I think that goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, that they're realizing that even though he's brought some, that the darkness kind of has shown up with them. Even though he has issues, he's what they need. Right. And she asks if what she wants for Alexandria is pie in the sky. And Rick tells her no. That's the first time she's kind of doubted her own judgment in front of him. Well, because, I mean, her own sons told her that what she did was wrong. Yeah, he'd been drinking a lot. Well, then we see Aaron and Maggie, and they're in the watchtower looking down, and Maggie goes down and marks out Glenn's name, and Aaron starts marking out Nicholas's name. And Aaron also points out that she should name her baby Aaron just with different spelling, no matter Aaron what it is, Aaron. when yeah. right when Glenn because it fits a gets boy back. or a girl. Then we see uh, Rosita; she's in the lookout, and Spencer goes up there, and she's up there crying. Spencer goes up there, and he Got had told he had told somebody it was somebody else's turn to take watch or whatever, but he had told uh, told him that he'd do it, and she brags on him for taking out that truck. And yeah. I don't know if we've seen a lot of bragging on Spencer up to this point. Kind of and he says he was lucky, and she said, doesn't matter whether you're lucky or good, just keep doing what you're doing. Right. And which is good advice. It is good advice. But then he's up there, and evidently she goes down. Well, then we see Jesse, and she's out in her garage, and Rick comes in, and... I know. They determine ball, that wall, wall. right in the moment is what life looks like. But there has to be a future, and she asks him to tell her there is more, and then they passionately kiss. Said, Come here, baby. Let me show you something I learned in the Navy. So at least there's that more, yeah. huh? Then we see Deanna. She's going toward the gate, and we got these backlit zombie shadows from the outside. Yeah, and Deanna, Deanna courageously walks up and says, I ain't having none She's done You're, now. It's over for she's you. She's decided she is mayoress of the zombies. She's she's in charge. She's back. She's she's fit. She's pissed off. and She smacks yeah. the gate like, who do you think you are, and turns around and walks off. And then as she walks away, we see blood dripping down the inside of the gate. What does that mean? Somebody up in that watchtower. It was either Spencer or Ron. Those are the last two people we saw up there, I think. Killed themselves? Hmm. Something's going on. Or you don't think it's just zombie goo oozing in? It wasn't. It was something dripping from up oh, okay. top. Huh. There was no break in that galvanized steel right there. So something went on up there. They showed us that for a reason, you know. Yeah. And that was the end of it. And then they go into next week, and next week we see Daryl, Sasha, and Abraham. But guess who we don't see on any of the we previews? We don't see Glenn. We don't see don't, Glenn we as a don't zombie. See Nicholas. We don't see I don't Nicholas. think we're going to see Nicholas again. Probably not. Well, he Nicholas. blew his brains out, so I think it's safe to say, you know, of course they don't know, but he's he's over. He's done. But Glenn, why not Glenn? Give us a glimpse. Give us the back of a head that we can pretend like is Glenn. Well... 
I want something. I'm annoyed. We hope you'll connect with us here at Travel Rant because part of our The Walking OG podcast. My Twitter is at Michelle from TN and Mike and I are sharing one Twitter right now so he can be reached at the same. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. We always love to hear from you and get your feedback. So only three episodes left. And next week we have Always Accountable. Hmm. It looks like Daryl and Sasha and Abraham are in some trouble out there, but that's the only tips they've given us. Yeah, that's all they showed us. So we'll see what yeah, happens. But we'll see. We won't see till next Sunday. And maybe we'll see Glenn. Maybe we will as a zombie. Okay. Well, we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.